Welcome to the Hired Geek Podcast, where we explore the impact of edtech on the student experience with engaging, fun, and relevant conversations that honor the wide range of work happening all across the higher ed ecosystem. I'm your host, Dustin Ramsdale, Community Engagement Lead at Pathify. Join me every week for discussions with some of the best minds in education technology. The Hired Geek Podcast is a proud member of the Enrollify Podcast Network, a robust collection of shows designed to help higher education professionals like you grow every day. Explore all of our other shows at Enrollify.org or check out some of my personal favorites linked in the show notes below. Enrollify is made possible by Element 451, the leading AI-powered all-in-one student engagement platform helping institutions create meaningful, personalized, and engaging interactions with students. Learn more at Element451.com. Episodes like this are always very interesting for me and one of those times where I feel like I will learn as much as probably our guests will of, you know, where we're seeing kind of the connections and overlap between K through 12, higher ed, and just generally like how students learn, how students study. Um, it's definitely out of my wheelhouse. So I always enjoy just opportunities to kind of be the, the lay person and be curious and learn alongside everybody else listening. Uh, so uh, we will start out, though, as we always do. Andrew, if you want to uh, introduce yourself quickly, and then we'll get into more about the work that you do and uh, all the great kind of advice and expertise that you want to share with our audience. Thanks, Dustin. So I'm Andrew. I'm founder and CEO of Brainscape, which is the world's most efficient study platform. Uh, and in general, I'm an advocate for improving your life through better habits that take less effort. Yeah, and I like your your word choice around efficiency, because I think we, we did do an episode uh, last year around uh, study habits. And I think, you know, when I think about that, or I think about like tutoring, or like all these other supports, uh, resources that institutions can uh, leverage for their students, anymore with adult learners, working students, caregivers, like, yeah, like efficiency is the name of the game, they're going to have very limited time. So uh, we want to make sure that they're not sort of, you know, pushing against the grain, banging their head against the wall, whatever you want to say when they're, you know, uh, studying and everything. So if you want to go a little bit more in depth of like, kind of the approach that you're taking, like you said, it's sort of, I guess, I assume based on uh, your intro, like around habits or just sort of uh, things like that, like, just share a bit about the work that Brainscape does specifically. So Brainscape is a web and mobile app platform that will help you study more efficiently using cognitive science. So you could think of it like flashcards on steroids. Um, basically, you're you're taking everything that you're trying to learn and you're breaking it down into bite-sized pieces and to one single app that you can access on any platform. So maybe it's uh, just flashcards for one professional certification you're studying for. Uh, but it could also be, you know, audio flashcards for a language you're studying uh, or jokes that you're trying to remember or personal development goals or pictures of a tree species that you're trying to learn or facts about biology or medical school or law school uh, or um, cocktail recipes or, or notes that you're taking on the books that you're reading. You know, whatever the flashcards that you've accumulated in your life as a student or as a professional. Um, or that you've made or shared with your classmates, um, you have all on your phone and you could just push a single button, the study button, and our system will show you the right flashcard at the right time based on your goals and your pace of advancement. So you're optimizing your learning using a combination of uh, three important cognitive co science concepts that I'm happy to dig more into called active recall, metacognition, uh, and spaced repetition. Uh, which uh, collectively not only help you study much more efficiently, but uh, help improve your motivation and set smarter daily study habits and goals 
that can make the knowledge stick much better than any other method that's out there. Yeah, I mean, that's really great. I mean, it feels like intuitive, like that idea of like flashcards and steroids. I think a lot of people kind of can get that uh, sort of moniker and just that idea of like uh, personalization too. Like you can, you know, maybe make whatever flashcards, you know, or sort of study tools that you want and use them in a way that is uh, kind of uh, contour to your to your use case and everything. So I guess could you like just talk a bit about that? Because I think like that's something broadly that I feel like I've been observing about sort of this moment for education technology is that like that sort of it's kind of the you want to try to balance like a very like robust, dynamic, like, you know, great feature set with the ability to kind of personalize that for like uh you know, your own pace or your own preferences and those sort of things. So like, how do you feel about those sort of like action words of like, you know, personalization and like, you know, dynamic kind of nature, like uh, when it comes to like a tool like yours? You know, they've been talking about personalization in education for a long time. Uh, but at the end of the day, you can't have personalization unless you have first broken down all the knowledge into its atomic building blocks. Um, without, you know, some kind of atomic data structure, you don't know what topics to hone in more frequently on, uh, which questions to, to ask again or in different formats. So you need to first have, you know, the, the content broken down. And in a lot of cases, you know, maybe uh, there's, there's a publisher out there that has sort of a, a question bank or maybe a glossary uh, at sort of the, the, the lowest level. And that, that's kind of easily flashcardizable. But uh, for the most part, content that's out there, it's what I sometimes call linear, right? It's still in textbook format uh, or even, you know, e-textbook format with some kind of lessons along the way. That's great. But you check the box and they say, great, you're done with ch chapter two. Uh, and then it's kind of like you forget it. Um, and same with like videos, right? You watch a couple, you know, videos, a few hours worth of content. And it's not like you check the box and, oh, now I've learned the content. Um, it still needs to be practiced, right? And you still need to break it down into bite-sized pieces. So Brainscape allows not just the importing of existing content uh, that's off the shelf, that's, you know, publishers, uh, banks or, or flashcards, but allows you to make your own flashcards. And so we have a, a web-based editor um, that you can very easily, and, and TAs uh, collaborate to, to take your course material and, and break it down into flashcards. Um, you know, we're, we're working on some AI features that allow you to, you know, kind of suck in any long form content or video and push a button and, you know, out, out spits the flashcards that you get edit from there. So, you know, in, in order to have the bite-sized content that you can create personalized learning from, you need to have the tools that, uh, gives you the ability to ingest that content and break it down into that, um, that convenient of a format. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a really good point. Just that idea of kind of the outcome where like what's kind of going through my mind is the idea of like, like you don't we don't really like kind of take that moment often, especially when, you know, in college students are, you know, having to entirely kind of direct their own time and learning and, you know, studying and all that. And the idea that like by default, people will just kind of try to cram and memorize that idea if it's just sort of like, OK, here's the concept like. And you just sort of are like, really like, okay, I'm just going to try to memorize it and I can regurgitate it on the exam, but then it's totally lost. And I think just sort of what you're saying, it's the idea of like, okay, like we know some of those, you know, things that are going to really help reinforce concepts and, you know, break them down, reinforce everything, build upon itself and get it to a point where it's like, 
you know, uh, just the learning is stickier, you know, like it's not just somebody kind of, you know, uh, practicing and kind of performing for the test. And then it's just sort of lost in the ether and everything. Um, so I guess if you can kind of speak about that dynamics, I think there's obviously just a difference in sort of the fundamental structure of K through 12 and higher ed, but obviously that person who's in K through 12, whether it's right away or eventually, you know, they are going to maybe pursue their higher learning and institutions. So like, how do you see the work that you do bridge between, you know, a very formal kind of dictated structure and flow of K through 12 to higher ed, where it ends up being a little bit more, better or worse, <laughs> you know, self-directed and all of that. Like, how do you see what you, what you do kind of bridging that gap? I mean, it, it's even broader than that because we've got we've got parents using Brainscape with with pre K, uh, and then people using it all the way through you know professional and, and medical school and corporate training. So the the act of um, studying with with adaptive flashcards with flashcards in general um, is uh, applicable to to almost every you know grade level or or, or age. Um, it's I think what what varies is, you know, by by subject, maybe the amount of that content that is memorization intensive. You know, we hate to use the word memorization and education. We say, oh, we're, we should be moving away from education, from from memorization toward, you know, constructivist learning, project based learning, uh, collaborative problem solving. And I agree 100 percent, especially, you know, in, in K-12. Uh, but really, you can't have too much problem solving if you don't first have the, the the facts or the concepts in your head, right? You can't be making mental connections between concepts if, if you don't already know those concepts and have a way to, to study them. And so, yeah, I mean, there, there's tests and quizzes and, and things that you'll have in, in K-12 that do require, uh, at least in, in most schools, uh, you know, some degree of studying for students to develop some amount of study habits. Uh, typically, it's not terrible. They can kind of get by cramming the the night before the test, even though they shouldn't. Um, and maybe some students, you know, develop kind of those poor study habits. Um, but those who start using Brainscape early um, in, you know, middle school or, or high school as kind of an alternative to, to Quizlet, maybe, right, where instead of optimizing for fun, they're optimizing for effectiveness and they're optimizing for study habits uh, and, and ways to help you, you know, instead of cramming the night before the test build yourself a plan, get, I want to get a, a, you know, an eight day study streak where I study a little bit every day, uh, or, or, you know, some, some way kind of see my, my, my master or my true mastery, uh, growing over time. Then by the time you get to, to higher ed and you have the, the higher stakes, more memorization intensive content, particularly if you're, you know, in the sciences, uh, or, you know, medicine or even, or foreign language and things like that, where there's just so much kind of, you know, vocab diagrams for conjugations that, that do require that drill and practice, uh, you're going to be more equipped to, uh, to, you know, ingesting that amount of knowledge, you know, through something like Brainscape or, or if you're using, you know, paper and highlighters and, and whatever. So um, I don't know if that answers the question about, about the bridge, uh, but I think the, the fact that Brainscape is uh, primarily B2C, I mean, business to consumer, or, or in other words, uh, we distribute straight to the students uh, is how we, we first uh, existed, right? It's a, it's a free consumer tool with the ability to upgrade for, um, for some premium features and content. Um, it enables you to keep your same Brainscape account with you um, going from you know, high school into college and, and thereafter. And so you're, you're building a learning profile about yourself. The system is getting to know you better. 
um, and uh, you sort of have your own, you know, one single backpack and and partner uh, in your in your pocket, which is different than you know most uh, educational tools that uh, that you're using uh, in either K twelve or or college that are bought by your school um, or or by your district or state. Um, that you know they're they're given to you, and then once you finish that grade level or that school you've you've completely lost the, that account that profile uh and that data about you uh that uh, you know a consumer tool like brainscape like your personal utility you might have for for many years and i mean we have we have tons of users who have been users of brainscape for for over a decade believe it or not uh, we've got almost 10 million registered users now and the best of them uh, have used brainscape for for a very long time because the benefits really compound Yeah, I mean, definitely a lot there, which I love that you kind of shared the, you know, full spectrum of uh, sort of ways that it bridges the gap, like literally itself can be something that is a tool that goes with a student throughout their entire educational journey, which is incredible. And then like, I'm thinking like with that sort of premise, it's like, yeah, if I wanted to like, you know, as a college student tutor somebody in high school, it's like, I could be like, hey, the, I use these, they were super helpful for me. And like, is it sharing, collaborating and all that? And then like, uh, you know, just kind of uh, having that sort of like even just the routine like even if it was like something where it's like you said it's like oh our school had it and i i lost it it's at least like trying to like the you know brain signs that you're talking about like the, the habits the motivation the sort of discipline you know all that kind of stuff like those sort of things that nobody can ever kind of take away from you you know sort of thing i think are so important i think to be trying to instill for students where again it's just like you know critical thinking or, you know, metacognitive, like you're saying, like, there's these things where it's like, well, that's what we would hope to give to students is like, how do you think about your thinking? How do you, uh, you know, motivate yourself? How do you, you know, manage your time or do, do any of those sort of things? So, um, yeah, and I think, so there's just a lot of applicability, uh, in bridging those gaps and hopefully just getting students who are coming to college being very well prepared to navigate, you know, self-directing their studying and managing their own time and being efficient and all those sort of things. So, um, and I guess, you know, sort of directing all that we've kind of talked about, and this is, you know, maybe where you can kind of uh, get a little bit more of the explainer of all the sort of brain science kind of stuff is just like, you know, the trends and the concepts and the things that you're seeing helping students to be successful with their study habits and everything. What do you feel like that tells us and how we should design learning experiences in higher ed? Because I think there's, you know, at least a very, you know, broad acknowledgement of like the classic lecture and all this kind of stuff. It's like, got to do better than that. And like, is it maybe project-based learning or something else? But like, just to really kind of bring the point home, bold, circle, highlight, underline, all that, like, what are all the things that you're seeing and in, in trying to instill? What do you feel like that tells us about how we should design learning experiences in higher ed? Sure. Well, uh, again, I do love project-based learning, I'm a big advocate for having more, you know, career realistic type projects uh, so students can connect what they're, what they're learning in class with the real world. Um, but I think um, in terms of kind of the, my lens and, you know, what, what I do a lot with Brainscape, which is um, preparing people for the, the knowledge intensive part of what they're learning, right? The, the internalization of the knowledge so that they can go do the projects and, and apply the skills. Um, I would say, you know, in addition to having more cognitive science in that process, right, that especially spaced repetition, which is, you know, focus on 
the the hard things more frequently and the easy things uh, increasingly less so. So you're optimizing the interval of time between which you're you're reviewing each piece of information. So cognitive science is big, but really it's a question of how media habits have changed uh, more than kind of you know study habits. Um, and we've become so used to small bite-sized pieces of content coming up randomly in our feeds. And so students, you know, want to, want to feel like they're studying like that. And for better or worse, you know, anything less than that, we be, we feel not engaged in the same way, you know, you watch a movie from like the 1950s and it seems so slow because each, each cut is like, you know, 20 seconds when you go watch uh, the Kardashians, each cut is like, you know, 1.3 seconds. Uh, and so we're, we're so used to these bite-sized pieces. So I think you know, in order to really make studying stick and make the content uh, engaging, you want it broken down into small pieces. So you have one accomplishable thing at a time. Uh, you want variable reward, you know, just like in TikTok, you don't know what's coming up next. Well, if you don't know what flashcard is coming up next, um, then it's kind of a surprise and, you know, keeps you engaged and wanting to study more. Um, and then, you know, quantifiable uh, in the same way that you want to see how many likes you got or you know, how many comments or engagements, impressions. Uh, you want to see for each individual flashcard, you know, how am I progressing? What's my mastery? What did I rate it, you know, last time? And how does it contribute to my overall progress? And so all those things, bite-sized, variable reward, quantifiable, I think Brainscape is is really jumping into that trend of, of media consumption um, and, you know, combined with the cognitive science-based uh, effectiveness really presents uh, a good a good delivery mechanism to jump on that trend. Yeah, yeah, that's great stuff, and I and I want to mention this just because I, I forgot to mention it before when you were mentioning like sort of the applicability just literally of the tool around like you know everything from kindergarten pre K or you know up to uh, corporate learning and everything like the idea of like I was just thinking it was like duh yeah my like four year old you know she's almost four loves flashcards and that idea that it's like if we think very intentionally about like instilling things like this even from all the way back then and continuing to sort of reinforce these sort of tools or sort of, you know, sort of value sets and intentionality around designing learning experiences and just make more people aware so that they could steer students towards these sort of uh, resources and things like that. Um, and knowing that you can design your courses to be sort of mindful of like encouraging people to go towards these and opting into them, I guess. But um, I guess to, <laughs> drive this point even further home because uh, I wanted to ask like what you feel like makes this work especially important at this moment because like in my head like I said it, it, we've got adult learners caregivers working you know they might be going part-time or just you know the traditional kind of dynamics and everything have completely kind of shifted so and that idea of efficiency for study habits why do you think that's so important right now for higher education well I think for the reasons you said about how much else we have going on in our lives, right? We want to study less and, and learn more in that time. Uh, but on on the other side of the ratio, there's there's just more and more to learn. Uh, the more that humanity keeps acquiring, and you know, I think that there's an ongoing debate, and there has been even you know more than a decade ago when I started Brainscape about oh, well, people don't need to learn facts or knowledge anymore at all, right? You could just Google it uh, on the spot. And I, I think it's the opposite, man. I think I think the more knowledge there is and the more you know, the the better connections you're gonna be able to make. Like while you're sleeping, while you're dreaming, your brain makes connections based on the knowledge that's already in there. 
You know, you don't want a doctor who doesn't know, you know, what the duodenum is because, oh, that's just memorization, right? Or, or you know, if you're trying to learn a language, like you're not just going to Google Google Translate everything. You want to learn the language. You need to internalize those verb conjugations. Uh, you know, you're the, the four-year-old, right? Like if they want to, if they want to be learning about like careers, like maybe having career flashcards and understand, oh, that's a doctor, that's a fireman. Like you start with the, the fact. And then you can kind of, you know, dig in with the, with the project-based learning and, and, you know, the learning about the digestive system and how it works, you know, which implements, you know, the, the duodenum as part of it. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, the more knowledge there is, students are just going to increasingly need more and more efficient ways to, to get it into their head and to keep it there so that they could build upon it and, you know, compound both the knowledge and the skills and free more of their time for those collaborative critical thinking projects where they learn how to apply that knowledge and actually prepare them for careers in the real world. Yeah. And I guess it's just a couple of thoughts. It is an idea of like, yeah, if you have kind of the knowledge sort of, you know, kind of rooted in and ingrained, that's when like when you're collaborating and like, you know, doing different things, you're going to start like connecting dots and sort of, because I feel like anymore it's, yeah, there's not something that's going to be completely original, but you would be like, well, wait, I know this and I know this. If I mash them together, kind of connect dots and you know, kind of do all this together, that's where you can, you know, where some of the magic happens, you can create something pretty amazing. And um, the other thought is that like, that idea, yeah, that that would obviously be, I would think the quick sort of rebuttal that so many people would say why they would rebut this, I don't know, but like, that it's just like, oh, I could just look it up. But like, uh, where it's like, well, we're not, like, that makes me think of just like, oh yeah, we'd all just be like cyborgs that have computers in our brains. We just sort of be like asking something like, you know, to get the answer. And it's like, but like, what if you don't have that? Like, what if that that wasn't available or something? It's like, there's going to be times when you just need to like know how to do things and not have to continually like reference something. But it's like, it's good to know that that's there. But like, yeah, it just kind of makes me think where it's just like, yeah, there, there is value in just sort of, you know, in kind of having that knowledge be ingrained and uh, then sort of building upon that versus needing to always kind of reference uh, and kind of take that time to kind of try to remind yourself of this thing that you memorized, you know, however long ago. So one more thing to add to that is just, I think a lot of the pushback against like, oh, memorization doesn't matter. It's just about poor curriculum design. Like the things to be remembered or studied, you know, should be important things. Like people always talk about memorizing dates. It's sort of like the trivial thing, like classic example in social studies. And yeah, I agree. You shouldn't have to memorize, you know, lots of dates, but maybe a flashcard where it's like, what were the three main causes leading up to World War One? And it's like bullets. Like that could be a flashcard. It's a fact. It's a concept. But it still is, you know, a little bit of uh, thinking. So, um, yeah, it's good. Good curriculum design and making sure that the knowledge is important. And still starting with why. You still can start the curriculum or the project with this is going to be the the scenario. This the project based learning that they're going to collaborate on with a group project. And here's your mission. But now you need to learn kind of, you know, some of the facts to help you with that mission. And yeah, that's where the, the fact knowledge sort of comes in. So you still shouldn't just be learning facts in a vacuum for the sake of facts. You do start with why. And and it's really, a, it's both constructivism and behaviorism together. Yeah, as a, uh, a history major in college, like that was something where like they were trying to get people not to get stuck up on, yeah, memorizing the exact day World War One started. But like, if you know, 
early 1900s. Like that is the that is not a wrong answer. That is the correct time that it happened. Versus like if you said, oh, it started in uh, 1922. It's like, well, you're wrong. Like that's also early 1900s, but that's wrong. Like so, like don't get so obsessed with trying to memorize that exact date. It's like, well, I know it was the early 1900s, and I knew the top three, yeah, reasons why it started or whatever, you know, and those sort of things. And then it's even the idea of like if you have those broad strokes of history and, you know, this leads to the next thing, it's like, that's sort of where, yeah, you could kind of always sort of check yourself of like, oh, that's right. When was that? That was mid 1800s. So that means it was probably before this, but after that, and, you know, these are things that were happening in the world at that time. And, you know, so you kind of have like all this context. And if somebody was just like asking you a thing, it's like, when did that thing happen? It's like, that's not necessarily the most important question, but I could kind of get you there or get as close uh, to it as I could. Yeah, that idea of like efficiency and certainly knowing things that matter, knowing things that are relevant and all that, like that's what I feel like we owe to these students right now is the relevancy, the value, the utility, the sort of efficiency uh, and all that, because I think they're, you know, they're earnestly trying to improve their lives and pursue gainful employment, you know, be just more sort of, uh, you know, uh, contributing members of society just to be like, you know, educated and sort of able to understand the world around them and, you know, uh, all of that. So it's like, you know, we want to create environments that give them whatever they need to the extent that they need it and the way that they prefer it and all that, you know, personalize it and uh, everything uh, like that. So um, again, like for me, something like study habits and tools that sort of nurture efficient, successful studying is sort of like a blind spot for me. You know, I, I would think of it now, you know, if I'm a advisor, if I'm a coach, if I'm somebody who's working in sort of student success retention space, like th- this is something that I want to be having in my tool belt. Again, at least just the sort of awareness that it exists and sort of, uh, you know, supporting that. But, uh, you know, in that sort of vein, what advice would you give to like faculty and staff around supporting student success when it comes to studying? Because again, I, I feel like it, whether it's a blind spot or just there's like this presumption that like everybody knows how to study or something, but like what advice given the kind of the whole conversation that we've had here, like what advice would you give to faculty and staff? Yeah. I mean, you're right that there's an assumption that, that students know how to study or that, you know, when, when teachers have been telling them since freaking second grade, right. Don't cram the night before a test, spread out your studying over time. We assume that they're going to do it. And in reality, you know, they do wait to the last minute and they, and they cram the night before the test or the morning. And it's because it, it's a pain in the butt to, to spread out your studying. And, and really the, the pain is in getting started each time, right? If it takes you three minutes to get out your backpack and open up your notebook and find the play, where did I leave off? Like, where did I, where did I highlight? Like, you're not going to study for a couple minutes a day, like, cause half the time is spent just the, the mental schlep of getting started. And so if you can make it convenient for your students to study in small, frequent sessions and have a very, very low barrier to get started, that they could even study 20 seconds at a time if they've got you know time when they're sitting there waiting for a friend or something, um, then, then you've won. And that's really where mobile is such a game changer because you've always got it on you. If you've got you know Brainscape, you open it up and you just tap one button, tap the study button. And it knows what flashcard to give you next. And maybe you only have time for one or two flashcards. You rate your confidence on a scale of one to five. How well did you know it? And then it's going to determine, you know, how, how you're progressing and how soon to show that flashcard to you again. And then oh, my friends here put it back in my pocket. And so you, you've made it very convenient. And you could do that by, you know, if, if you want to make the flashcards for your students, right? You create the sandbox, you know, you and your TA maybe. Um, and, you know, you, you share that uh, space with your students. 
Um, you could also coordinate your students to to make the flashcards, you know, within your Brainscape class, and you could even you know give them a participation grade for for making the flashcards. Right, you're, you're responsible for chapter one, you're responsible for chapter two, uh, and sort of divide it up. And then by the end of the semester, you have a whole student generated set of cards for the final. Um, you can you can give like a participation grade for um, studying every day. You could say, you know, your part of your participation grade is. You know, you, you need to study at least one second every day in Brainscape. Doesn't matter because Brainscape will show in the dashboard how many unique days that the students did anything in Brainscape. And so you're, you're really encouraging them to do even just a little bit every day. Um, and then, you know, for the least work for the educator, if, if, if any of that is too much for you, if setting up a, a free you know space and Brainscape for your students is too much, then the least you could do is just encourage them. To, to use Brainscape on their own, to make flashcards on their own in Brainscape uh, and and share the flashcards among each other. Because whatever you know method that they're they're getting into a platform like Brainscape, and obviously I'm self-promoting Brainscape, it could be, you know, Anki, uh, there's other, uh, you know, spaced repetition platforms out there. But the, the better you can have a platform that uses, you know, bite-sized learning with spaced repetition, you will make uh, the, the convenience uh, a solved problem and allow your your whole student body and and yourself to free up your brain for for the more important things beyond just study habits. You could do all that, and it's still you know it's still up to the student to like to actually do it. But it's the idea of like okay, we've you know given you a convenient, efficient, optimized way to do this. But then it's like then if a student doesn't do it. <laughs> it's a different conversation because it could be like, Hey, well, we, we, you know, we gave you the tools. So then like, let's talk about, you know, something else versus it being like, you know, like you said, just that one other hurdle that they have to overcome. I do like that idea. Yeah. Like you could use it in sort of a, you know, peer study group uh, fashion, you know, it could be something endorsed and supported and managed and all that from a professor. Um, and uh, yeah, even if it's just like, you know, the participation credits and stuff, like it, it could help, maybe move us away from the uh, much maligned discussion boards and stuff like that. If it's just sort of like, Hey, you're all helping each other help to comprehend content. It's like, let's all contribute to this sort of, uh, you know, shared instance here, of different flashcards and everything. And again, still up to you to actually utilize them, but like, it's, you know, all there for you to help, uh, help your fellow classmates be successful. So, um, so yeah, that, that's a really awesome advice. And uh, as we wind down, we will ask the question that we always do to give you kind of the opportunity to wrap everything up. Just final thought, call to action, anything you'd want to point folks towards uh, to end the episode with. Sure. Well, I'd encourage anyone to check out Brainscape or, or at least just download our app. Even if you are not formally studying or teaching something Right now, uh, even just to use it as an individual, you know, Brainscape is not just for for students or, or people who are cramming for an exam. Uh, there's so much value you can provide to yourself as a learner and somebody who's uh, trying to develop yourself from practicing a foreign language to uh, developing better posture to just improving your overall uh, trivia knowledge to how to fix a tire to to anything else um, that you can. Uh, grab and put into your brainscape as as an area of interest, and uh, and watch your uh, your personal scores and and your personal growth continue to grow. So you can find Brainscape on the web, the App Store, on YouTube. Feel free to connect with me directly on the social medias at a Cohen and Y. And uh, I look forward to hearing from you guys either way. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're all lifelong learners and all that. And I do like that idea of like, you know, if you want to try to crush it at pub trivia, then you can, uh, you know, try to get yourself like quicker uh, thinking of uh, random trivia pieces and stuff. But there you go. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it is really awesome. Yeah. Something like this, like such, you know, a plethora of use cases for anybody. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there, people are always trying to learn new languages and all those sorts of things. And uh yeah, so I, I appreciate you, uh, you know, doing the work and, you know, advocating for this and certainly, you know, in the context of our conversation, uh, just helping students uh, all across the country, all across the world to study more efficiently, study better, learn more, more quickly and all that. So, um, yeah, definitely uh, keep the conversation going, connect with uh, Andrew and uh, yeah, just thanks so much for your time and all that you shared. Thank you, Dustin. Hired Geek Podcast is a part of the Enrollify Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, chances you'll like all the other Enrollify shows too. Our podcast Network is growing constantly, and we've got a plethora of marketing, enrollment, and hire technology shows that are jam-packed with stories, ideas, and frameworks all designed to empower you to be a better hired professional. Our shows help you find your next big idea and feature a selection of the industry's best as your host. Learn from people like Jamie Hunt, Seth O'Dell, Dave Kibbolds, and Eddie Francis, as well as so many other of your favorite leaders in higher education. Enrollify is made possible by the support of Element 451, the leading AI-powered, all-in-one student engagement platform helping institutions create meaningful, personalized, engaging interactions with students. Learn more at element451.com.